0: A Thousand Ways to Please a Husband, with Bettina's Best Recipes, a Dramatization. Chapter 6 Love, Warfare, Mom and Matilda
1: We're just in between trains. But she says that she must see how you're situated. Clementine has such a wonderful establishment now, you know? No, no, of course not. But I wanted to see how happy you are. She seems to have the idea that an establishment is necessary. Just to see the house, you know. I know the torches is ready, but don't worry. About three then, goodbye! <laughs>
2: That
0: afternoon, Bettina looked anxiously through the living room window across the bare little front yard. Perhaps she'd bury them deep enough this time. You could never tell, especially after the rain. If only critical cousin Matilda had waited a few months before coming. But then, the only thing to do was to be as cheerful about it as possible, and maybe just suppress the little demons in your head a little longer. So this is
1: little Bettina,
0: said a majestic voice at the door.
1: How is love in a cottage? How charmingly simple everything is for you! They planned it all just as they wanted it,"
0: explained Bettina's mother,
1: deliriously. On a small scale, of course, but that's someday.
2: But I couldn't ever be happier than I am right now, Cousin Matilda. What do you think of our big living room? Browns and tans seemed best and safest in a little house like this. Of course, we have splashes of red, but we're mostly getting those out of the carpeting now. And I knew I shouldn't tire of them as any other color. Except I do like the addition of the red. I do so dislike going into a bungalow with one little room in blue, another in pink and so on. The walls are all alike. And the curtains are just simple cotton wools, ecru, in the living room and dining room and white in the bedroom. White is great because you can use Purex to get out the blood stains. No side curtains to catch the dust and keep out the air. But I beg your pardon for seeming too complacent. I love it all. So that just can't help boasting. What is
1: this then? A wedding gift? Does it look blue or borrowed to me? <laughs>
2: yes, isn't it lovely? It is a sampler in cross-stitch that Bob's great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother um, made. His Aunt Margaret had it put under the glass cover of this tea cart and gave it to us for a wedding present. See, the cart is willow brown. And I think it looks well with our furniture, don't you? This is to be a living porch. But we haven't furnished it yet, except for this green matting rug. And Bob brought that hanging basket home from the florist the other day. Oh yes, this is my Japanese garden. Haha, <laughs> one little plant. I'm so happy. Bob laughs at me. Sometimes he gets hysterical and tears come out of his eyes. I have so much fun watching it. And Bob.
1: What a lovely table decoration those red cherries make in your dining room. Like a picture of that piece of dull green pottery. I mean it is really dull to look at.
2: Yes. Bob says I decorate the table differently for every meal, because I'm really bored and slightly losing my mind. We use this breakfast alcove for breakfast, which makes perfect sense. I don't always make sense. Sunday evening tea or an informal meal when we are alone. You see how convenient it is. I do want to put a round serving table with leaves on our living porch. Then we can eat there on warm evenings in summer. But she is very accomplished in
1: economy, said her mother. You must let her tell you some of the methods. Clementine would be interested,
2: I'm sure, said Cousin Matilda in her languid way. Is this your guest room? Yes, and Bob and I are proud of that. We white-enameled the furniture ourselves. It is some that we found in a second-hand store, and it was certainly a bargain, though it did not look it at the time. I sewed the rags together for these blue and white rugs. I think I'm going to change them all to white for the same reason I've already mentioned. Bob made that little open desk out of a small table that we found somewhere. Now that's white too! (laughs) I think it's so cunning. And cousin Matilda, I give you three guesses as to the place in which I keep my sewing machine. It's right over the dead bodies, under the floor. Well I haven't seen it yet. Is it in the kitchen? Goodness no. Well I'll tell you. This looks like a dressing table but it's merely a shelf with a mirror above it. The shelf has a cretonne cover and a petticoat that reaches the floor because we want it to be modest. And underneath it, behold the sewing machine! Bob made the shelf high enough and wide enough to let the sewing machine slip under it. Sometimes I hit my head and I can see some effects from that. In fact right now I have a headache and I'm forgetting my words but don't let that trouble you. But Cousin Matilda, you must be tired of Bettina's economies. I'm going to speak about myself in third person for a while. Please sit down with Mother in the living room and Bettina will get the party started.
0: And Bettina wheeled her tea cart into the kitchen, returning with luncheon napkins, plates, glasses, a pitcher of iced fruit juice, a plate of little chocolate cakes, everything one needed for day-to-day existence. Then again there was the matter of the knife next to the cheese board. Except, no one was serving cheese.
1: What delicious little cakes, Bettina.
2: At least you can't be called economical when you serve such rich and dainty food as this! I must be guilty still, cousin Matilda. I made these little party cakes from dry crumbs and sawdust. The fruit juice is mostly from the pineapple which Bob had for dessert last night. He only licked it a little bit before I reused it. I cooked the core with about two cups of water because it will get all the germs out and added it to the lemonade. Drink up! Bettina! Bettina!
1: How'd you learn these things? Robert is certainly a lucky man. And I'm sure that someday he'll be a wealthy one. (laughs) You must give me the recipes you use.
0: And Bettina wrote them down as follows. Bettina's recipes. Little chocolate cakes. There are 12 of them, in fact. Two eggs, one cup of dried breadcrumbs, fourth cup of butter, three tablespoons of flour, half a cup of sugar, one tablespoon of vanilla, and three squares of chocolate. I don't know where you find three squares of chocolate. Just three. And fruit juice. Well, we'd give you the recipe for this, but we're gonna assume you actually know what that is. And you know how to make it, because Bettina sure didn't.
1: Thank you for listening to the Not Safer Network. Check out all our podcasts, Box Office Battle, In Syndication, A Feast of Geeks, Movies with Wrestlers, and A Thousand Ways to Please a Husband.